You are listening to episode 80 of the Business of Making podcast. This week, we're talking about how do you make time for all the boring, tedious, little, shitty things that you have to do for your business. Hope you enjoy it. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the business of making podcast we are so happy to be here with you all listening thank you for listening i'm michaela and i'm here with my wonderful gorgeous co-host deb bonjour and jess g'day all and i was just about to say deb and jess together but we've never done that before in 80 episodes so i figured i wouldn't confuse everyone but maybe i'll do that next time to shake things up and let's see what happens <laughs> this week we're talking about how you sort of make time and deal with all the little tedious like minutia of running a business that's really not very fun to do it's a bit boring but you know it needs to get done but it never kind of gets done so <laughs> how do you make sure it gets done um and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, I want to give, and well, we all want to give a shout out to two of our Patreon supporters, Patreons, but no, I said that backwards, Patreon supporters, our patrons. One day we'll get it right. I know. It's just, yes, we could talk about this every single time, but anywho, um, they're beautiful people that support the show and our co-hosts and we love you so much. So let's give them a little shout out. We have two people that we'd like to talk about today. The first is Renee Howes of Renee Howes, oh, sorry, ReneeAnnHowes.com. And Renee is, this is a little bit different for our supporters because usually we have people who are making physical objects, but Renee is actually an author. She's a science fiction and fantasy author and she's working towards publishing her first speculative fiction novella. So that's, that's very awesome. exciting. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Awesome. We're all creative in different ways. So that's really cool. So you I also can... love those sort of books. So Well, there you go. Hit me up, Renee, when you're done. <laughs> Especially good for Jess. So again, her website was reneeannhouse.com and you can go and check that out there. And the other person that we want to shout out is Mimi Handmade baskets.com so Mimi Handmade makes these gorgeous as soon as I clicked on I was like "Ooh, I'm about to move back into my renovated house I need more storage baskets yes please <laughs> they're super cute um all handmade obviously and in all different cute patterns of um different fabrics so there's storage baskets and they're reversible there's little toddler purses and tissue box covers and toilet roll covers which I love if you like a kind of person that likes having the toilet roll on top of the toilet and then like me, like you don't really, not really domestically inclined and everything gets really dusty. So that would be great for me, <laughs> toilet roll cover. So, yeah, you it can check her out also. Spot. I know, I know. It's like, what the hell, what's going on there? I don't understand how it gets so dusty in there. Um, but, yes, that is <laughs> MimiHandmadeBaskets.com. So thank you both Thanks. so much Thanks, for supporting Melody. the show. Thank you so much. 
it means a lot to us. And as we've said in previous episodes, it really does keep the show going. We wouldn't be able to continue without your support. So thank you very much. Thank you, thank you from us and all the other listeners who are getting the show thank to you. So you're bringing it yes. to them, which is great. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Cool. So <laughs> let's dive in. We're talking about all the tedious <laughs> in our swear alert, uh, in our tracker. We've called this making time for the boring, tedious little shit. So <laughs> it's that kind of stuff that you don't love doing. Um <gasps> Yeah, it's just what would you guys say as a couple of examples of this kind of stuff that you have to do? I think it's the stuff that's never important enough that you prioritise it until you didn't prioritise it for long enough that now it's urgent. Yeah, yeah, like updating your website, yeah, yeah like your your like plugins on your website. And like it's like it's a click of a button. Yeah, <laughs> but you just don't like do mess. it. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, organizing your tax documents oh. or something. I don't know, like keeping them organized. As we go along, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I prioritize as important, so it wouldn't end up in my tedious yeah, little stuff. Little don't people don't. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> in my head, I have more the stuff that's like that's really not important for the growth of my business. That's not mm. required. Like whatever, I'll just do it. You know, that's not important. And then, but maybe that's because like, you're already in that mindset of what's important for the growth of your business. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I I'm, assume a lot of people listening haven't probably done that work and they don't, they, they can't automatically yeah. go, oh, well, this is uh, actually going to help me or not. Like keeping your spreadsheet, your, your incomings and outgoing spreadsheet updated. Like for, for me and Deb, possibly Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. See how mm-hmm. I paused there? Um, we're both like so on top of that because we realise like, our businesses are our like our livelihood. Like mm. this is our full time job, right? So if we aren't paying attention to that sort of stuff, it could be really, really bad. Whereas if it's yeah. a side job, it's it's a it's a hobby business. So it's on the side, and it's not like your bread and butter. It's a lot easier to just let that slide because you're like, so well, I'll get worry to it about later. That later. I'll get to it later. <laughs> and then it comes time that you need to go to the account. And you're like, fuck, I have to do a year's worth of tedious little mm-hmm. shit now and it's yeah. really annoying and I wish yes. I had done it weekly and I didn't and mm-hmm. yep that kind yeah. of stuff but to yeah. me the solution to that people are going to be like yeah duh Deb but like it's still not something <laughs> you can still procrastinate but to me it's just it's in my calendar in my asana it's the thing I use with a deadline and it's just like recurring every two weeks and that's, but that's that. because and so you're good at doing that you're exactly. good at following this a is schedule. a strategy that we're trying to teach people right okay. so schedule it and <laughs> do it when it comes so up obvious. <laughs> it's just like that's what you should do Deb. that's what we're telling people to do <laughs> or in my case like I did outsource it <laughs> outsource yes yeah. Which I think is a brilliant idea too. I think, um, and I think it is all very well and good us saying, like my my strategy, my advice is, yes, schedule it, otherwise it's never going to get done. But I'm actually really bad at following a schedule. So even if it is my Asana or my to-do list or my calendar, I'm just like, oh, yep, something more important has come up. I'm just not going to do that. So, And I think this is the problem. And I mm-hmm. think this is where this the, the crux of this whole issue is. And we're going to talk about this in much more detail in our Patreon episode next week or the week after, mm-hmm. I think it's next week, um, about how to like take a step back and look at the big stuff. But the reason we don't get it done is because we don't think it's important. Yeah. Really, that, that's what it comes down to. Like we get the stuff done that's urgent or that's that we kind of in our brains think is important mm-hmm. and that everything else just sort of flows by the wayside. So if you're not doing something, is it because you just don't think it really matters? If Has somebody else told you it matters or have you just not quite yet 
grokked the, the point of it being important for your business because maybe you haven't been in business long enough and it hasn't mm. really affected you or whatever. Like even like stuff that comes to mind for me, and this happens a lot, is some somebody will email me or one of my members will tell me about some fancy new piece of software or some new tool or some new uh, thing that Etsy's done or, you know, some little twin change or something and I'll be like yeah I should I should look into that or maybe I should try that and then I like I put it in my Trello (laughs) and then six months later I go back and oh that's right somebody told me about that thing Mm. but it's just I didn't get to it in the way of if it's not important for your business then you know you had better things to do then that's cool I know but like people I don't think people know necessarily especially the beginning what Mm. is and what isn't like Mm. I think a lot of people get distracted by those things and kind of go chasing them oh yeah um, and dive in and spend hours or days learning about this new tool or this new this new freaking thing, and then they after they figured it out, they're just where they started because it really isn't going to make that much difference. Mm, yeah, to your or business. they've put something in the to look at later, but it actually is something yeah. that they really need to do, <laughs> and then they just don't do it. <laughs> but and, and that comes and I'm from looking not- at myself here. <laughs> Yeah, and that comes from not understanding the pros. <laughs> yeah, totally, which we'll get um, into yeah. um, in the Patreon episode, which will be really good. I think then, like, if we're talking about strategies of how to get this done, not not worrying so much about the priority stuff at the moment, but just knowing that you need to do stuff and it's really boring and you don't want to do it. Um, so Deb's strategy is just schedule it because, I mean, that's my advice <laughs> well, too. I mean, yes, I know, like for the stuff like bookkeeping, yeah, because I just have to do it. Like, you know, and if I don't do it, then suddenly I have to like pay tax. I don't even know how much and like GST and all this stuff. Like, It just, to me, that's not even a tedious little thing. It's a tedious, Mm. massive thing. So it's it's still annoying to do, but I need to do it. But I do not have a good strategy for the stuff that isn't. So, okay, I'll give you an example. I have people emailing me sometimes going, this link in this PDF freebie is broken. Or right. this URL has expired to whatever, or the background of this prints weird. And so whatever, I don't know. You know? And so I <laughs> yeah, had a yeah, list yeah. in my Asana, which is like, okay, I need to fix that. I know I need to fix that. So when people yeah. see their feedback, it's being recorded, but then it, it doesn't get prioritized enough until like 10 more people email me. And I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> crap, let me do it right now. <laughs> and so then it's like, it gets in the way of other stuff I was doing that day. So I don't know. And I was wondering, do I need a week every year or the, I don't know, a day, a month mm-hmm. where I go, what's some tedious little thing that I should probably get done this month? Like what's my tedious little thing this month? And then do I schedule a day where it's just like, the crappy day (laughs) (laughs) maybe I think um one thing that I've tried before which has worked quite well when I'm on the ball which doesn't happen a lot of the time but when I am being really organized and getting stuff done um is to categorize things into how long it will take and I think we've talked about this Mm. before but I just have a list in Asana of and it's like color-coded into categories of things that will take five minutes things that'll take an hour things that'll take half a day things that'll take a whole day so then Usually, like I would say scheduling, you know, an hour or two hours a week would be plenty of time, but I haven't done that scheduling step. I just kind of go, oh, I have half an hour. What can I do? And then I look at the list and go, oh, I could do, you know, Mm. four of these five minute things, or I could do one half hour thing and Mm. then sort of slowly tick them off that way. Um, So I guess that's one strategy that has worked for me in the past. Definitely. That could work. It is, yeah. I want to steal that. Um, do you, I didn't you, make it up. Someone else made it up. I don't remember. 
do you kind of leave a bit of uh, extra time? Like, oh, I think this will take five oh, minutes. Oh, well, but yeah. It actually you know, takes 15. <laughs> I usually it's stuff to do with website edits. So I know pretty well like how long it yep. will take. But if it's actually something that's broken and I'm not sure how to fix, mm-hmm. I try to overestimate the time. So if I think, yeah, that'll take two hours. I'm like, no, that'll probably take a day. <laughs> Just be realistic. Um, yeah, yeah. But at least then once you get into it, it's not really time wasted because if you've got that half hour time and you get half an hour into it and you're like, realize then, oh, this is going to take a lot longer, then at least you can update your list as well and then sort of change it to, okay, this is going to go in a different category now. It is going to take a lot longer. So then you can schedule it in later. Do you think one of the issues with this is um, resentment? Like we resent this stuff. So oh, yeah. we just kind of keep pushing it 100%. to the side. Yeah. Like, ugh, I shouldn't have to do this. I just want to make stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make pretty graphics to advertise my business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. And this and this is where coming from the realize and I think this is a shock to a lot of people that when you start a business, there's gonna be a lot of stuff you don't like doing that mm-hmm. you have to do. Yeah. And you just have to accept it. Like yeah. It's it's just the way it is. Like you're not going to love everything, about, and you don't you don't have to love everything about running a business. No, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> people necessary. who go to work nine to five don't love every part of their job. No. That's quite normal. No, oh, but yeah. there's this there's this pervasive idea out there that oh, you start a passion business, you know, and that means you'll never have to work a day in your life. Mm. You know, everything's <laughs> going to be roses. You'll leap out of bed in the morning and just look forward to every single thing you're going to be doing. And I'm just like, no, that's no, not how it works. Not generally, no. Yeah. No, there's definitely yeah, stuff like, that you need to do that is not super fun. Yeah. And this is exactly yeah. what we're talking about. It's all the boring, yeah. tedious little shit that you have to do. And yeah. But yeah, and like we said, strategy. Okay, so I like Michaela's time list strategy. Um, I also like Deb's, obviously, you know, once you've ascertained and convinced your brain that it's important enough, schedule it in. Um, I did offhand mention outsourcing before, but it's a legitimate choice um, if you can afford it or you have someone like I outsource in-house. if you can afford it, I think, yes, because I've yeah. definitely outsourced before before I could afford it and that was a stupid yeah. idea. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, you know, is this like literally is there someone in your family who can help you? You Everybody has different strengths, right? Is there someone in your family, you know, one of your kids, a, 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 a sibling, a parent, a, a spouse who wouldn't mind helping you out a little bit because they want to see you succeed? Is there something they can help you with? Like <laughs> Nick does so much. Of of studying a movement that's like kids do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> All the kiddos out there are going to start doing taxes for mommy and dad. Don't want to do it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a good point though. Like if you get your kids to do chores just generally, this is another not tax, maybe not tax, but like if you need to like cut fabric out and they're old enough to be able to do that, it could be a chore, you know, like do do this job for me and Mm. get your allowance and off you go. Thank you very much. And it teaches them good work ethic and all that sort of stuff too. So Mm. that's all good. Yeah. And speaking of that, are you doing too much around the house that they could be doing? Yeah. You know, yes. same sort of thing. Are you still, you know, you're trying to start a business and are you still doing the lion's share of the housework? 100%, yes. <laughs> like that's, help, I would right? say that would be true for everybody. Well, actually, yeah. don't get them to help. Give them fucking jobs. I don't, sorry, I don't swear very often, but this gets me angry. Like this inequity, like tell them it's their job and get them to do it. Mm. It's, it's like we have to train people how to live in the world. That's I get, you know, I'm not a parent. I was a teacher. 
Um, so I'm just I'm speaking from that perspective, and I know it's not necessarily as easy as just tell them to do it, obviously. But <laughs> Michaela's like smiling at me. <laughs> I have mine are still very young, and so I am in the very hard stages. I feel like if they're teenagers, then they'll be told that they have to do stuff (laughs) yeah right and you're the parent you have the power like take stuff away from them if they don't behave you know you're not eating tonight (laughs) no take their phone away take the internet away that'll get them to shape up um but you know like it's it's this weird idea and I think we've only developed it in the last what generation or two that somehow the kids aren't equal parts of the family Mm. like they're not just there to sit around and look cute like you know every every and yeah. b- because before that kids were born to work right which I don't think is good either like there's, there's got to be a, a middle ground but we're teaching them how to live and how to be good human beings and mm. so you're actually doing them a favor I think by teaching them how to do all those things around the house and pitching in and being a good citizen and part of the family and 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 they can do that around the house they can do it in the garden they can do it as part of your business there's so many ways imagine that like how cool is that that you could you could bring your kids into your business and train them and teach them about it and then they might go on to be their own little entrepreneurs when they grow up because mum or dad taught them how to do it and showed them there was an there was another opportunity out there like you don't have to just go get a job you can make your own job mm-hmm. um and I think that's like to me that's super exciting mm. Uh, a super exciting opportunity yeah so yeah totally I I 100% agree with you my brain's just like it's so hard (laughs) (laughs) it's just easier to put them in front of the television than turn on them it really is (laughs) I guess there is that as well like when there's a little task and that's for like family members or assistant or whoever you're getting to help you at first there's that resistance because you're like it's going to take me 53 seconds to do this it's going to be that person five minutes for me to explain it to them then they're going to take five minutes they're going to have five minutes of questions it's like 15 minutes of a thing that I could just get done and so there's that resistance at first that you have to let go of which is like okay this is going to be annoying once maybe twice but then I can just send that over to them and they just know how to do it and Mm -hmm. then you're actually like capitalizing on that time back so yeah I think that's so important yeah. Um, especially as you just said even if it's someone that you're paying outside of your family yeah. um actually like outsourcing to someone it is that training part is hard and if you don't do it correct then it's drags on and the jobs don't yeah. get done properly so you have to invest time in training properly first but then after that initial period of pain it's just it's so so much better because you trust them and then they can just do it and it's done and yeah it's all good yeah, totally. Like I've been through that a million times because I'm, you know, a control, a bit of a control freak <clears throat> and uh, somewhat of a perfectionist. <laughs> so like slowly giving Nick jobs to do over the years, that it is that, you know, getting over that resistance and that training thing and just understanding they're not going to be good at it at first. They're, that's fine. Like, but it takes time for them to pick up the skill that you take mm. for granted because you know how to do it, right? Yeah. And then once it's done, like he has all these jobs he does. I don't even think about them. Like they just happen. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's what you want in an assistant. Mm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. Everyone I just had once another, you can afford it, go for it. <laughs> I just had another I don't pay him. For... I just I just want to put that in there. He actually is my employee and he gets a wage. <laughs> <laughs> not just my slave <laughs> you're lacking brings you to your all family the time. anyway so like even if you weren't paying him but you were paying yourself more then in the end he did yeah, that share yeah. too so it's kind of like it works as a household income thing you know it's exactly like they yes. were sharing life and responsibilities together um yeah, exactly he, he does all the cooking and all the groceries and all this stuff and i'm not paying him for it <laughs> 
Well, exactly. That's what my, let's, can we just clarify that we both have a Nick? Like he's, yeah. she's not talking about my Nick. Um, both of our partners are called <laughs> Nick. Goes, one week at Jess, one week at mine. <laughs> he's a very nice guy. A lot of travel. <laughs> Do you struggle with figuring out what price to put on your products? I think we've all been there and it can be really confusing and frustrating trying to work out exactly where to price our products and put them in the marketplace. We have a little bit of help for you in the form of a pricing checklist, which you can download for free over at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. In this checklist, we take you through all of the things you need to consider and include in your pricing and also a few of the things you might want to consider when it comes to adjusting your pricing once the math stuff has been sorted out. So you can get a hold of that free download over at thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. But yeah, it's the same with us. Like he was a house spouse for years, you know, and let's not get into the inequity of the fact that people who do work in the home don't get paid for it because we don't value yeah. it as a society. That's another rant. Yeah. But anyway. That is definitely an interesting topic that we shouldn't get into because it's going to get fiery. But yeah. Universal um, basic income. But it's a completely <laughs> unrelated idea that I just thought about because I was like, okay, how do I get? So I'm very obsessed with inbox zero. Like my emails are constantly mm. at zero because I have this thing of when an email comes in and I open it, I decide straight away what happens. I either reply now, snooze it, love that. <laughs> but with <laughs> the rule. cheating. No, because the rule is I can't snooze it more than once. So I have to be oh, okay. like, okay. I can't just go snooze it tomorrow morning without thinking. I have to think about <laughs> when is actually a good time for yeah. me to reply to that message because once it's come back as a snooze, it has a little symbol that it got snoozed once already. So I'm not allowed to like snooze it again. So I got to like, okay, okay. So it's like reply, delete, not do anything. Like sometimes it's just like, I'm not going to reply to that it's not necessary or um what's the other one that i would say anyway <laughs> defer usually well i guess it's the snooze yeah, isn't it so what does it do do delete defer delegate uh, this delegate and i think there's another one i think that's it that's or do very it or just do good nothing. i'm holding you up on a pedestal right now you're very good <laughs> actually jess and deb going a little bit off topic here but I guess not really. They've taught me this inbox zero thing, which I was like, what the fuck? I have 200 emails in there and they're all, they're all red. Like I've opened them and some of them are starred anyway. So I went through and I got my inbox from thousands and thousands down to literally zero. I've, you know, archived or whatever, but it's creeping up again now. So I better get in there. But yes, these two are very good at being on top of things like that. I don't even yeah. know what to call Can that. Can I say, Being like, this is not even really. I never let business, my inbox get past one. Page. You know the red little thing on your messages on your phone? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, mine is not red because I don't have an iPhone anymore, but it's mostly red if you have an iPhone. And it tells you, like, how many messages or whatever are in mm-hmm. there. Nick has, like, hundreds. Like, yeah, I, same with I can't one. even comprehend. I'm like, so did you not? So you didn't read this text message from your friend? And he's like, no, I've read oh, it because like I get the preview, messages. like text messages oh. or iMessages, whatever they are. It is yeah, pressing yeah, yeah. the heck out of me when I look at his phone. I'm like, oh, wow, that's intense. Yeah, no, I don't like, I don't like the unread things. I don't why all my, like, so it's why all reply? my emails are red. All my emails are red. <laughs> like I've read them, I've opened them, but no action is happening. <laughs> I can't, I can't even have like a good. folder of like, you know, some people go, okay, this email is a newsletter. I won't read it, but I will put it in a newsletter folder for when I'm going to sit and read my newsletter or whatever. I can't mm. even deal with the little number there that tells me 54 newsletter. Like I can't, it's like I read, delete, do or like whatever, but it's just not, I can't have this little notification well, thing. Well, actually the, in, in keeping with that, the bloody tabs thing in Gmail, I didn't have that for ages and ages and ages. And that's why I had so many 
I, I would get like, you know, 50 emails a day coming into my inbox and it's just so overwhelming. And then so you miss all the ones that are actually important. So then oh, I yeah, switched over to the tabs. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a life changer because now yeah. all the like junky ones that I don't really need yeah. to read go into the tab. And I'm like, oh, now I can just see the ones that are important. It's much easier. So if anyone has not yet switched over, if you're in Gmail or any other program mm. that has something mm. like that, make sure you do like put them, put them oh, in yeah. where you don't need to see them straight away because it really does change your productivity 100%. Like when I say my inbox, I mean my inbox, yeah, not, my, inbox, not my promotions yeah. folder or my yeah. my social folder. Like they're separate. I just, I look at them like once a week yeah, and scroll yeah. through and go, mm, I want to read that yeah, one I and anything? I want to read that one, yeah. delete all the rest yeah. and read the quick yeah, one. So I don't even have that. Like. I don't have tabs. I, don't, I have a different email <laughs> software that I use. I don't, they all come in. So if the new, I'm either going to read this news or now, I'm not going to read it. Or I'm going to snooze it for when I want to read it, but I just don't. Mm. And I've become pretty good at unsubscribing super easily too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, yeah, kind of haven't read that in three months. I'm a little bit tired of coming, you know, just unsubscribe or unroll that me. This, um, yeah, that oh, I used good. to use that. That was yeah, great. God, my God, you realize you subscribe to a lot of things. Yeah, and it's just there. all like, <laughs> I don't need to know this information. Like it doesn't need to be on mm-hmm. my radar really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so unsubscribe from stuff. Not us, obviously, because we're important. <laughs> but um, no, you, you want to drag us in your primary inbox. Yeah, that's yes. right. Drag so we all do that. <laughs> Definitely. So, so we've talked we, about how, what did we come up with? As, I, as well, I was just going to say. So we've talked about <laughs> scheduling and categorizing. We're going to talk about prioritizing next week. Um, outsourcing and outsourcing. I guess were the th- three main ones yeah. that we talked about. Um, I think they're pretty good strategies. Do you guys have any other ones that you can sort of think of off the top of your head? I mean, I kind of like I kind of like Deb's idea of having a day, like for yeah. do like for just catching up, like a catch up yeah. day. Yeah, you know, maybe once a month or once every two months, depending on, and just that little list that always just keeps growing in the background mm. of little annoying mm. tasks. Like, just set that, and and you know, if it sucks, reward yourself. Say, I'm going to get a massage at the end of the day, mm-hmm. or I'm going to go to the beach, mm-hmm. or I'm going to have a bottle of my favorite wine or whatever, read a book that I've been looking forward to reading, whatever it might be, like have, you know, basically trick yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I can't have this reward unless I do this day of TDM. Yeah. Mm. Um, And I think the trick then though is to stick to it and anything else that seems important or urgent, you just have to put off for a day. Like I that's think that's the difficulty, right? Because when really, really difficult. 100% there's going to be something more important you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Like this, well, this, I mean, this project that you're working on that's more impactful mm. for your business. So you'll, you'll want to cancel that day and go like, I'll do this day. I'll do two days next month. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you, you can't. Like that's that's where you have to really be, be strong, everyone. Be strong. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. Obviously not for my business, but at uni, it's marking time. So I have a bunch of stuff that I need to mark and that's what I've been doing. And so it's on my mind. I'm like, I need to do that today. But I've set this afternoon to be research stuff because I need to Mm. also do some writing. So I just have to go in my brain go, no, don't look at your work emails. Don't look at the marking stuff. It'll be there tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Sadly. But this afternoon, this is is what I'm doing this afternoon. So it is, it's really, it's hard, but and that kind of goes back to, to I think we mentioned in the last um, episode about shiny object syndrome mm, is how yeah. I stay on track is literally right in front of my face. I have to write down what I'm working on. So I have my to do now and to do later and my later thingy, it'll say marking and now is like research. So I just have to keep <laughs> reminding myself over and over again, this is what I'm doing now, stay on track and then do that later. It's, yeah, it's like having some discipline. 
yeah god <laughs> self-discipline <laughs> 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 really good in some things really bad in other things <laughs> Yeah, I think that's true for everybody, isn't it? Yeah. And again, I think it comes back to what we really care about. Yeah. yeah. Like the things that we really care about that we think are important, we get them done. Mm. Yeah. And it, and let's let's talk a little bit more about the like the rest of life because I think this stuff goes for the rest of life too, right? Mm. Like even those things that you think you want to do but you never end up doing like learning another language or learning an instrument or like do you really want to do them or is it just because you think you should want to do them? Mm. I, I'm totally looking at myself in a mirror here right now. <laughs> <laughs> what language start- are you wanting to learn? Oh, French. Oh, come on. We should I've learned French. a bit of I've learned a bit of French. Okay, but so I just I keep starting end, and stopping. At the end of every episode now, Debbie's gonna teach us one <laughs> French word. I love it. And we can all learn French together. My thing is learning to skateboard. I've had a skateboard since I was fifteen, so more oh. than half my life, and I never learned how to do it properly. And they do like women's uh, like lessons. But not now, obviously, because everything's shut down. Mm. Um, but I have gone out twice now and done like practice skateboarding. I said this That's is awesome. my year for learning to skateboard. So, and then COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, which is also fine. Like I can just go out yeah. and do it anywhere. But it is, um, it's one of those things that, like, I don't. The the thing is, it's kind of the opposite to what you were saying, Jess. It's not that I feel like I need to. It's just really that I really want to, but I know I don't need to, so it falls down yeah, the okay. list but it's kind of like one of those bucket things. So it's hard. We'll talk about this next week in our prioritising episode, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm curious though, like if you're listening to this, let us know in the Facebook group, like what's that thing that you like hold on to? Like I should really learn how to do this and you've been wanting to do it forever but you haven't. I'm yeah, curious. and is it a should or is it a want? Because yeah, if yeah. it's a should, then maybe you need to reassess. If it's a want, then also maybe you need to reassess and like bump it up a bit more. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, mm. for sure. So, Deb, what's our French word for today? Oh, okay. Well, um, give me an English word and I'll translate it. Ooh. Okay. Um, discipline. Discipline. Oh, it's the same. Discipline. Oh, well, discipline. That's dance. discipline. Oh, that's no. really nice. Mm-hmm. No, we need one that's different. Um, yeah, well, I, the first one, when you said I'll teach you a word, I was like, oh, I'll go omelette. And then I was like, that's the bloody same word, omelette. Yeah. <laughs> omelette. <laughs> so, I mean, half the, half the words in French really are just the same in English, but you're mm. saying different. <laughs> what about? Yeah, well, let's go handmade. Handmade is femme. 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 Femaison. Femaison is more homemade. Femaison. Femme is like made. Okay. And man is like your little hands. <laughs> Femme. Femme. Yeah. Femme. Femme. But I don't think we don't really, you'd say, we actually say um, artisanal, like we use that word a little bit more, I think, in French. So would it be artisan, an artisanal? Artisanal. There'll be a T at the end, but you wouldn't pronounce it. So it's like artisanal would be like, well, that, there isn't an equivalent in English, is there? Well, is it like a masculine and feminine like, version or? Yeah, it's a, it's a boy. <laughs> okay. But artisan is a word in. Artisan yeah. is, yeah, artisan. But you're mm-hmm. doing artisanat would be like the activity or like. Oh, the, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Artisanat. Yeah. Cool. I love that there's a boy Literally. and a girl for each word in French. It's so funny. Because <laughs> in my head in English, there's still boys and girls, just that we don't, you know, because I've been, I was raised with like each object as a What's bloody a toilet? Is a toilet a boy? Yeah, a toilet is a boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I think we might uh, wrap it up there. I think that's yeah. a great way to end the podcast, though. We need to try and remember this. We're going to all learn French together. For those <laughs> listeners that we have in France who know French, join in. Teach us some words. Yeah, correct aren't... me when I forget my own language. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be and great, we... too. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it would be good if we even had some words that people 
if you're listening to this and you want to learn some words, let us know what they are because yeah. we obviously didn't even. Plus, that way, Jess is actually working on a thing that she wants to work on. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Goals, <laughs> all working towards achieving them together. I'll try to. I'll try to remember to do a French sign off. Bonsoir, bonjour. Your Salut. accent is really good, Jess. It sounds really nice. I try. Yeah. I actually <laughs> learnt French in school, and I don't really remember any of it. So the Australian <laughs> French accent is pretty terrible. Like bonjour, a bonsoir. bonjour. Bonjour. Like, oh God, okay. I'm like, if I'm going to learn the language, I should learn how to say it properly, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have been to France a few times. I have family members who speak French. Like, there like, you go. You've got all these things like that are contributing to uh-huh. you achieving this goal. We can do it together. <laughs> are you all going to hold me accountable now? I have yes. to go. I have to go pull out my app and keep yeah. <laughs> Pull out the podcast. Yes. Did you do a fun thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We love having you here as always. If you loved being here and listening to us, we would love it. There's lots of love happening at the moment. We would love Mm -hmm. it if you go and leave us a review on where can they leave? Apple Podcasts or Or our our Facebook page. Facebook Mm -hmm. page. Or if you're on a Mac these days, it's not even called iTunes anymore. It's actually called music now. So if you go into your music Mm -hmm. app, then that's iTunes and you can leave it review there yeah. somewhere anyway or stitcher or wherever else wherever. You it or you know spotify damn you put some sort of rating system in there please <laughs> yeah. i listen to all my podcasts on spotify now it's like ah anyway but that would be fantastic if you would leave us a review uh even on our facebook page would be okay. great just like write on it what you think just about so us we know be great that you enjoy it mm. yeah uh thank you again so much for being here we love being here with you Again, all the love. I don't know what's up with me today. I'm like, love, 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 love. And that's <laughs> She's us still the love. signing off. Thank you. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bonjour. <laughs> hey there, Maker. Are you loving the Business of Making podcast? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast itself. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to our platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support.